Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Mem Rav Ram Goldar and today we're Zichur Yuma Daf Mem Dal, the fourth parak Tarfa Kalpi. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brought a brisa that introduced a prohibition against someone occupying the heichal while the katoris is being burned, based on the pasuk "Bechol Adam Mod, and no person shall be in the ohel Mod, referring to when the kongado enters the kodesh kodashim. The brisa brings additional sources to prove that this prohibition applies during the times of the base of Migdash and includes the time when he brings the blood applications and applies while he's entering the Kodesh Kodashim and exiting from it. The Gemara brings a mission from Kelim that states, We must separate from the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach during the time of the burning of the Katoris. This refers to the twice-daily burning of the Katoris in the Heicha. Rabbi said that Rabban only taught this law in regards to the time of burning the Katoris in the Heicha. The Rabban feared that one standing there might unthinkingly enter the Heichel during that time, which is forbidden in the Raisa. But regarding the time of bringing the Katoris in the Kodesh Kodashim, we must separate from the Heichel, but there's no need to separate from the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. Rashi explains that the Kodesh Kodashim is relatively distant from the space between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. The Rabban were not fearful that one's awareness of bringing the Katoris in the Kodesh Kodashim will move someone to enter the Heichel. Pointing to the Gemara asks if the burning the Katoris actually atones and answers that it does for Mechananya Tata Brisa, which stated that we've learned the Katoris is Mechaperis, as it says in the Pasuk, regarding the aftermath of Korach's rebellion, and he, referring to Aaron, placed Katoris and atoned for the people. And a Brisa was taught in Yeshiva Barishmal, Amaha Katoris Mechaperis, for what does Katoris atone? Al-Rashanhara, for the sin of Rashanhara. This refers to the people accusing Moshe and Aaron for being responsible for the death of Korach and his followers. But something that's offered in private, meaning the Katoris, atoned for an act committed in private, referring to the Lashon Hora. Rashi explains that Lashon Hora is generally spoken in private, even though in this specific instance, it was said publicly. Pointing with me, the Mishnah and Daf Men say that every day of the year, the Kohen would scoop up the coals with a silver shovel and then pour the coals into a gold shovel. The Gemara explains the reason for the two shovels is Hator Chasa, Yisrael, the Torah was concerned for the Jewish people's money. Rashi explains that we too must be concerned for it, and therefore we don't use a gold shovel for scooping up the coals, lest it become ruined. The mission continues, But today, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol scoops them up with a gold shovel, and with it he brings them in. The Gemara says the reason is, Because of the weakness of the Kohen Gadol, Rashi explains that we fear the extra effort of pouring from one shovel to the next will exhaust them. So once again, the three topics are number one, the Gemara brought a price that introduced the prohibition against someone occupying the Heichel while the Katoris is being burned, based on the positive of And no person shall be in the Ohomod, referring to when the Kongado enters the Kodesh Kodashim. The Brisa brings additional sources to prove that this prohibition applies during the times of the base of Mikdash and includes the time when he brings the blood applications and applies while he's entering the Kodesh Kodashim and exiting from it. The Gemara brings a mission from Kim that states, We must separate from the air between the Ulam and the Mizbeach during the time of the burning of the Katoris. This refers to the twice-daily burning of the Katoris in the Heichel. Rabbi Lazar said that the Rabbana only taught this law in regards to the time of burning the Katoris in the Heichel. The Rabbana feared that one standing there might unthinkingly enter the Heichel during that time, which is forbidden with the Raisa. But regarding the time of burning the Katoris in the Kodesh Kodashim, we must separate from the Heichel, but there isn't a need to separate from the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. Rashi explains that the Kodesh Kodashim is relatively distant from the space between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, and the Rabbanu weren't fearful that one's awareness of burning the Katoris in the Kodesh Kodashim will move someone to enter the Heichel. Pointing to the Gemara asks if burning the Katoris actually atones, and answers that it does. For Rabbi Chananya Tarabraisa, 
which stated that we had warned the Katoyz Mechaperis, as it says in the Pasuk, regarding the aftermath of Korach's rebellion, and he, referring to Aaron, placed the Katoyz and atoned for the people. And a Brisa was taught in Yeshiva Rishmol, for what does Katoyz atone? For the sin of Lashon Hora. This refers to the people accusing Moshe and Aaron for being responsible for the death of Korach and his followers. Let something that is offered in private, referring to the Ketores, atone for an act committed in private, which is Lashon Hora. Or she explains that Lashon Hora is generally spoken in private, even though in this specific instance it was said publicly. Point number three, the Mishnah on Daf Mem Gimel Amabe state that every day the Kohen would scoop up the coals with a silver shovel and then pour the coals into a gold shovel. The Gemara explains the reason for the two shovels is the Torah was concerned for the Jewish people's money. Rashi explains that we too must be concerned for it, and therefore we don't use a gold shovel for scooping up the coals lest they become ruined. The mission continues, But today, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol scoops them up with a gold shovel, and with it, the gold shovel, he brings them in. The Gemara says the reason is Mishmuchosh of the Kohen Gadol. Because of the weakness of the Kongado, Rush explains that we fear that the extra effort of pouring from one shovel to the next will exhaust them. Alright, so now we go to our Simmer Duff Memdalan, and our standard simon is mud. Mud. So here goes. Holy mud was placed outside the Heichel, preventing anyone from entering while the Kongado brought Katoris, that is Mechaperis for Lashonora, in on the golden shovel he used to scoop the coals. Once again, it's motion. Holy mud, mud. That must be more in Duff Memdalan. Holy mud was placed outside the Heichel, preventing anyone from entering while the Kohen Gadol brought Katoris, which reminds the Gemara brought a Bryce that introduced the prohibition against someone occupying the Heichel while the Katoris is being burned, based on the Moed, no person shall be in the Moed, referring to when the Kohen Gadol enters the Kosh Kadashim. The Gemara brings a mission from Kelim that states that we must separate from the air between the Ulam and the Mizbeach during the time of the burning of the Katoris. Now this refers to the twice-daily burning of the Katoris in the Heichel. Rabbi Lazar said the Rabban only taught this law in regard to the burning of the Katoris in the Heichel. The Rabban feared that one standing there might unthinkingly enter the Heichel during that time, which is forbidden him in the Raisa. But regarding the time of burning the Katoris in the Kashkadoshim, we must separate from the Heichel, but there's no need to separate from the air between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. Rashi explains that the Kodesh is relatively distant from the space between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. The Rabban were not fearful that one's awareness of burning the Katoris in the Kodeshim will move someone to enter the Heichel. So, holy mud was placed outside the Heichel, preventing anyone from entering while the Kohen Gadol brought Katoris, that is Mechaperis for Lashon Hora, which reminds us, the Gemara asks if burning the Katoris actually atones, and answers that it does, Rabbi Hanani taught a Brisa, which say that we've learned the Katoris is Mechaperis, as it says in the puzzle regarding the aftermath of Korok's rebellion, V'yitanes the Katoris, V'yichapra Alam, and he armed, placed the Katoris, and atoned for the people. And a Brisa was taught in Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, Amal Katoris Mechaperis, what does the Katoris atone? Al Lashon Hora, for the sin of Lashon Hora. This refers to the people accusing Moshe and Aaron for being responsible for the death of Korach and his followers. Let something that is offered in private, the Katoris, atone for an act committed in private, referring to the Lashon Hora. Rashi explains that Lashon Hora is generally spoken in private, even though in this specific instance, it was said publicly. So, holy mud was placed outside the Heichel, preventing anyone from entering while the Kohen Gadol brought Katoris, that is Mechaperis for Lashon Hora, in on the golden shovel he used, to scoop the coals. Which reminds the Mishnah Daf Mem Gimel Amabei stated that every day the Kohen would scoop up the coals with a silver shovel and then pour the coals into a gold shovel. 
The Gemara explains the reason for the two Shavos is the Torah Chasa Mamon Yisrael. The Torah was concerned with the Jewish people's money. Rush explains that we too must be concerned for it, and therefore we do not use a gold Shavol for scooping up the coals lest it become ruined. The Mishnah continues by Yom But today on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Galo scoops them up with the gold Shavol and with it he brings them in. The Gemara says the reason is Mishmachosh of the Kohen Galo. It's because of the weakness of the Kohen Galo. Rush explains that we fear that the extra effort of pouring from one Shavol to the next will exhaust them. So once again, holy mud was placed outside the Heichel, preventing anyone from entering while the Kohen Gadol brought Ketores, that is Mechaperis for Hashan Hora, in on the golden shovel he used to scoop the coals. All right, now it's time for four blah bat Chazara. Daf Mem, so the simmer Daf Mem is a pool. So here goes. The pool race, pool race, that must mean we're on Daf Mem. The pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a law was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. Which reminds us, the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Lamet has on base introduced a machok is whether drawing the lots of the two of Seirim is essential. Rabbi Yana said, The drawing of the lot from the Kalpi is essential for the Yom Kippur voter, but placing the lot on the appropriate goat isn't essential. Rabbi Yochanan said, Even drawing the lots is not essential. According to the second interpretation of the Machlokas, they disagree with respect to the view of Rabbi Yehuda who holds that any avoda done in the big day lavan outside the Kaddish Kaddashim is not essential. Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is obviously congruent with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yanai, who holds that the drawing of lots is essential, would say that Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is not a contradiction to this, as the lach is different with regard to drawing lots, because the words Asher Allah, which came up, is mentioned two times, indicating that it's essential. The Gemara attempts to bring a proof against Rabbi Yana from a Bryson that states, the Seir in Ma'akim is a part of the Avodah was done out of order. Neglect a part of the Avodah of the Seir does not invalidate the Avodah of the Par that was improperly done before it. The Gemara suggests that the Avodah of the Seir that was not done in order was the drawing of lots, and yet the service is not invalidated. This would seem to prove that the drawing of lots is not essential. The Gemara rejects this proof saying that the time of the Bryson was Rabbi Shimon, holds that drawing the lots are not essential. Alternatively, the Tana could be Rabbi Yehuda who holds that although the drawing of lots in order is not essential, the basic drawing of lots is essential. So the pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. And when the head counselor switched the starting gun from his left to right hand, which reminds us, the Gemara tends to prove that all Tanaim agree that the lottery is not essential from a price where Rabbi Kiva's Talmud asked them what the din is if the lot for Shem came up in the Kohen Gadol's left hand. Is he allowed to change it to his right hand, since that's an especial sign that the Jewish people will be forgiven? Rabbi Kiva answered, don't give the tzedukim a basis to dominate. Rashi explains that tzedukim will use this to support their claim that the Chamim formulate the law according to their own whims. The Gemara suggests from this that if not for this concern, switching hands would be permissible, implying that drawing lots is not essential. If it were essential, the left-hand goat would be determined to be the one for Hashem. The Gemara rejects this proof by reinterpreting the Talmudian's question to be that in a case where the lottery came up in the left hand, would it be permissible to switch the lottery to the right hand and switch the left-hand goat to the right side? So the pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. And when the head counselor switched the starting gun from his left to right hand, the camp prankster put a sticker on him officially designating him as Achatas. Which reminds the more brings a conclusive proof that Rabbi holds the drawing of lots to be essential. It was stated in the Sifra that the Pasuk says in reference to the lots, and it shall make it, referring to the seer that the lot for Shem fell upon into a chatas. Only the lot makes the goat a chatas, but verbally designating the goat with the name chatas does not make the seer a chatas. Rashi explains that merely declaring the seer to be a chatas without the drawing of lots doesn't invest the seer with the status of a chatas. 
Since Stam Sifra Rabbi Yehuda, anonymous prices in the Sifra Rabbi Yehuda, this proves conclusively that he holds that drawing lots is essential. Daf Memov. So the similar Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma. That must be more Daf Memov. The grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, which reminds Rav Chisit said that king do not assume their respective designations of either Achatas and Ola, except at the time the owner's taking them to be offerings or at the time the Kohen's actual making of the offerings. Rashi explains that if the owner specifies at the time of taking them, then the designations become irrevocably fixed. Should the Kohen then reverse and the offerings become puzzle? If he didn't designate them at that time, then even if he attempts to do so later, they remain legally undesignated, and the Kohen may offer either one as the Chattas and the other one as the Ola. Rav Shim Rashi said that Rav Chiz's reasoning is based on the Pasuk regarding Kinim, and he shall take, and the Kohen shall make. So we derive from here that Kinim become designated, either the owner's taking or at the Kohen's making of the offerings. The Gemara attempts twice to challenge Rav Chiz's rule to prove that the Kinim can be designated in between the taking and the actual offering, but is unsuccessful. So the grandma, who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them. Which reminds us, Rabbi said in the Hoshia that a wealthy person made the temple tummy and then brought the offering of a poor person, meaning kinim, he's not fulfilled his chiv. Rabbi Chaga says in the Rabbi Hoshia that he has fulfilled his chiv. The Gemara challenges Rabbi Chaga's position based on the Mishnah Gan that states that if a poor Mitzora brought the offering of a wealthy person, he has fulfilled his chiv, whereas if a wealthy Mitzora brought the offering of a poor person, he has not fulfilled his chiv. The Gemara answers that the case of a Mitzora is different, for it's written in that section, Zos. This shall be the law of the Mitzora. The restrictive word Zos teaches that the Mitzora may bring only those offerings specifically prescribed for him. When the Gemara challenges his answer based on the first case, where the poor Mitzora does fulfill his chiv when he brings the wealthy person's offering, it answers that the inclusive expression Torahs, the law of the Mitzora, teaches that there is one law for the poor and wealthy Mitzora. Both may fulfill their chiv with the wealthy person's offering. So the grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them because she was busy trying to knit one strip of red wool with the minimum shear. Which reminds us, Rav Yitzchak said that he heard from his teachers a distinction that between the two strips of red wool, one for the paraduma and one for the sear hamishtalech, that only one requires a minimum shear, but he couldn't remember which one. Rav Yosef said it seemed more reasonable that the sear hamishtalech requires the minimum shear. The boy Chalukah, since it requires division into two parts, as Rashi explains, half tied to the goat's head and half tied to the rock. When Rami Barakam objected, saying the paraduma also requires a minimum shear because it must have weight, as Rashi explains, it must be heavy enough to plummet into the flame. Rami answered, saying that it's a malchot tanaim whether it requires weight, and Rabbi Yosef follows the view that it does not. Daf Membeis, so the similar Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The non-Kohen mobster, mobster, that must be more Daf Membeis. The non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the paraduma, which reminds us, the Rav Yitzhak said that he heard from his teachers the distinction between two shechitas, that of the paraduma and that of the part of the Kohen of Yom Kippur, where one of the kosher done by Azar and the other is not, but he didn't know which one was valid. After the more clarifies that Rav holds that the paraduma is puzzle if it's shechted by Azar, and Shmuel holds that it's the Kohen part that becomes puzzled, the Gemara challenges each opinion since they use similar words in the Psukim to support their rulings. The Gemara challenges Shmuel as to why he holds the paraduma is kosher if the shechita is done by Azar, and answers that in the case of the paraduma, the Pasuk states, V'shachut osalofanov, and he shall slaughter it in front of him, referring to Lazar. So this implies Zar shochet v'lazeroa, that a zar shechs the paraduma while lazar watches. According to Rav, who holds that a lazar was the one who shechted the paraduma, the Pasuk means, Shol yisich daito mimena, that a lazar who is the one shechting the paraduma shall not divert his attention from it. Rush explains that he must constantly guard it from two another disqualifications. Shmuel or Zistin from a different part of the Pasuk. 
So the non-Kohen mobster, who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the Parduma, became enraged when he was told the par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman. Which reminds me, more brings the support for Rav that a parduma shekta by Zara is puzzle from a Bryce which teaches that just as a woman may not do the sprinkling of the parduma, she can't do the shechita as well as the other abodas of the parduma. So this implies that just as a woman cannot do the shechita, similarly a Zara may not do the shechita. The Gemara challenges this given that a woman may not do the hazar, but a Zara can. So perhaps a woman cannot do the shechita, but a Zara can. By answer that the reason the Bryce disqualifies a woman from the Shechita of the Paraduma is from the fact that the Pasuk identified Al-Ghazar with the Shechita and not a woman. Similarly, with regard to Azar, we may say Al-Ghazar specified and not Azar. So the non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled he was able to shecht the Paraduma became enraged when he was told the par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman and that even his donkey can't walk out with the Paraduma. Which reminds us, Ula did an extensive examination of the Pesukim from the Parsha Parduma. As part of his analysis, he says, the Pesuk states, Vahotzi Osa, he shall take it out to the outside of the camp, which teaches, ima, that he shall not take another cow with it. As it was learned in the Mishnah Par, if the Parduma did not want to go out, we don't take a black one with it, so people should not say they shakted the black one for the Avoda. And they don't take out even a red one with it, so the people shouldn't say they shakted the two of them. Rashi explains that the shkita of the second one, together with the first one, would constitute an accompanying different activity, which would invalidate the par shkita. Rebbe says this is not the reason, but rather because the Pasuk says, Osa, Levada, he shall take it out, which implies it alone. The Tanakamu didn't learn this Rashi as Rebbe Shimon. It was Darish, time of the cry. He expounds the rationale of the Pasuk. The nafkamina between them is taking out a donkey with the cow. According to the Tanakamu, it's permitted since the rationale doesn't apply, Whereas according to Rebbe, it's forbidden since the Paraduma is not being taken out alone. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simmer Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The woman placing the ashes of the Paraduma outside the camp found a How to Be Machaper magazine. Magazine? That must be more in Daf Mem Gimel. The woman placing the ashes of the Paraduma outside the camp, which reminds us that Uluk continues expanding the Pesukim about the Paraduma. The Pasuk states, Va'asav ishtahor as Efra parviniach. And a man who is tower shall gather the ash of the cow, and he shall place it outside the camp in a tower place. Ish, lahakshir sazar. The specification of man comes to qualify a czar for this procedure. Tahor, lahakshir isha. The specification of tar comes to qualify a woman for it. Rashi explains that there's no need to teach that a tame may not gather the ashes. So the woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp found a how to be a Machaper magazine with a picture of a Kongado after his first Vidui on his par, which reminds the mission state the Kongado then comes to the bowl a second time and confesses. The Gemara asks, why is it different that in the case of the first Vidui that he doesn't say, and in the second Vidui he says it. The Gemara brings up Raisa that was taught in the Yeshiva of Ishmael to answer the question. Logic dictates better that an innocent one should come to gain kapara for the guilty one rather than the guilty one should come to gain kapara for the guilty one. So the woman placing the ashes of the parduma outside the camp found a how to be mechaper magazine with a picture of a kongado after his first vidui on his par comfortably walking down the center of the Mizbeach ramp. Which reminds the next mission says every day Kohanim send the Mizbeach on the eastern side of the ramp and descend on his western side. Rashi explains that the Lach requires the one who ascends the Mizbech to turn towards the right at the top. If the cone would climb up the left side of the ramp, he would need to cross the ramp at the top, and that would be unseemly to needlessly cross the ramp. The Mishnah continues, But today, the Kongado ascends the center of the ramp and descends in the center. Where she explains that each time the Kongado ascends the Mizbech, he ascends and descends in the center of the ramp. He thus traverses the entire width of the ramp on each ascent, whether he needs to or not. This display of familiarity demonstrates the Kosh Baruch Hu's great love for the Jewish people. 
The reason the Kohen Gadol is permitted to cross the ramp for no purpose is because he's the Jewish people's shaliach. His act is symbolic of the unique relationship between a Kosh Baruch and the Jewish people. But Yudah says the Kohen Gadol always ascends and descends in the center. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of taking questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mesechtas. Number one, which stuff do you learn that Katoris is Mechaperis on Lashon Hora? That's on Duff. Good number two. Which stuff do you learn? Mutav Yamazachav Yechapra Chayev. That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good number three. Which stuff do you learn about all the positive signs that occurred during the 40 years that Shimon Atzadik was Kohen Gadol? That's on Duff. Lama Tess. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn? The Kohen Gadol scoops the coals with a gold machta and brings it into the Kosh Kadoshim. That's on Duff. Mem Good number five. Which something when the Kongado ascends and descends the middle of the ramp in Yom Kippurim, and Rabbi Yudah says he does this the rest of the year as well. That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good number six. Which something when it's the drawing of lots that makes the seer into a chattas. That's on Duff. Mem. Good number seven. Which something when the Rav Chista said Kinim are either designated at the time of taking or at the time of being offered. That's on Duff. Mem off. Good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss whether a wealthy person can bring a poor person's offering? That's on Duff. Memov. Good. Number nine. Which stuff do we there's a prohibition from one to enter the Heichol when the Kongados bring the Katoris into the Kodoshim? That's on Duff. Memdod. Good. Number ten. Which stuff do we Zart and woman are permitted to carry the ashes of the Paraduma outside to the Tower Place? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which something when the Rabban were goat said that there is no meal on the ashes of the Paraduma when they saw people weren't using them anymore for medicinal purposes? That's on Duff. Chafal and Shkalim. Good. Number two. Which something when one should not walk alone on Tuesday and Friday nights? That's on Duff. Kufi Basim Sachin. Good. And number three. Which something when one can residents in a town besieged by Nachan go out with their weapons to fight? That's on Duff. Mem Hayim Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.